I'm ready. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DNR. I am uh, Ron Kane. I'm Damian Robinson. And uh, we appreciate you listening. I think this is episode 90. Yeah, we're at, we're at we're 91. 90. We're, I think this is 90. Yeah, this is 90. No, I think it might be 91. I think we're 91? always like, every time we come in here, we're always like an episode behind. Are you sure? Then when I go to upload it, like, oh, yeah, it's now we're like 90. I think it's 91. All right, we'll figure it out. It doesn't matter. You're listening. Yeah. That's all. That's that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that really matters. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I uh, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, let's just fucking get into it, I guess. Yeah, man. Ooh. So, so, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Uh, I had Fratelli's on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? How was... Uh, unbelievable. Okay. And uh, it's... So this time we did a little different. We told people, you know, you couldn't have reservations. Because yeah, at, yeah. the, at the last one, uh, like, Bo had to turn people away. Yeah. Because they're, they had that table reserved. Yeah. And they never showed up. Oh shit! Well, so, yeah, one, yeah. So he was pissed off of ruining for the bunch. Yeah, so he yeah. was pissed off. He's like, "We're not doing reserve. I'm not doing yeah. reservations anymore because these people cost me money." Hell which, yeah, which is right. I mean, that's yeah. that's six seats that were gone. Yeah. So, uh, so when we showed up at like quarter after seven, the place was already about three quarters full. Okay. And like all of those tables, there there are people there that specifically just came out for yeah, comedy. That's dope, bro. Yeah. So that's I was, dope. it actually kind of threw me. I was like, oh wait a minute, yeah. something's happening here. Oh yeah. Who was on the lineup? Uh, Payne opened it up. Okay. Uh, then Aaliyah. Okay. Then um, uh, Taylor Bernstein. Okay. He's like a past uh, Sarah. Poor Carbon and all them. Yeah, he's actually up for... He said it took him three hours to drive oh, there. shit, where you drive from? New England? No, nah, he said he's, like, close to New York. Yeah, he's right on the border. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, that's a hell of a drive. Hell yeah. Then uh, Aaron Bell from Philly. Yeah. Yeah, I know Aaron. Then Matt oh, Brown. Okay. That's what's up, bro. Hell yeah. Yeah, so it, it was... Uh, overall, it was a fantastic night. Uh I was just happy to see that people came out for it. Yeah. But what I, after we finished the show, this is where I like really noticed the change because it's uh, like a- after the show was done, my place was about empty. Yeah. <laughs> when me and Laura left, like yeah. I packed up and got everything. It's about empty. Everybody followed. Yeah. Yeah. And before, uh, you know, we people would hang out for hours. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they were more like the locals and yeah. stuff like that. But now I'm noticing there's actually people coming in. You might have to open that second bar upstairs. Yeah. And, eventually. And figure out where where he's going to put either you guys or or, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know that that back wall they have currently, like where mm-hmm. their dining wall room is. Apparently, uh, they're in the works. They're going to take that wall out completely. Okay. They're like they're in the early stages of getting that done. Yeah. So then the whole thing will be open up, which will be really cool. Hell yeah. Because that's just more fucking seats. Hell up. yeah, more seats to fill, more possible revenue or whatever for you. Hell yeah, bro. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, like I say, we showed up, and there's there was a one table that showed up. They they showed up for comedy, and the guys like, hey, I seen you over the comedy zone and yeah. stuff before, and. You're starting to get that facial recognition. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) 
I, I was just thrilled. Like I said, it actually threw me down that people up, like, came out. It's like, holy yeah. shit. I mean, you put, I'm you, doing something right. You put together good shows, man. <laughs> well, thank you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You honestly do, Ron. Like, that's, that's one of your stronger suits in comedy is the fact that when you put together a show, you actually care about putting that show together. And it comes out like you put on good, great shows, bro. I've never, dis- I've never been disappointed either doing or coming to one of your shows. And even when you're like, you want a guest spot? No, I'm just here to watch the comedy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I know it's going to be a good show, bro. You put on great shows. I appreciate that. So keep that, up the you. good work, man. Thank you. Yeah, so I, I was thrilled for that. So hey. if you're interested, April 29th, April 29th is the next one. Okay. And uh, uh, Mike O'Donnell will be closing that show okay, out. Okay, dope. I'll probably come through. Yeah. So that's this will be like the first time that I've officially had Mike on a yeah. Fertelli show. That's what's up, bro. I think it's kind of overdue. Oh, yeah. And it's actually, it's uh, I, I actually did it that way intentionally. Okay. Because uh, I noticed... Like, uh, like Mike is a good comic. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when people tend to put on shows, they always seem to grab the same people yeah, right yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to ease back and not do that and do it differently yeah. and pepper these guys in. Yeah. And I've done that and it's worked. But, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a smart strategy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't have that strategy to actually... Uh, meticulously put people in places to where it's a win for everybody. Yeah. And some people don't have the patience to sit back and wait for their turn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mike is definitely one of those comedians who who can sit back and wait for his turn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But damn, I gotta stop that. My wife told me she watched, she listened to the last episode. Okay. And the first 42 minutes of the episode, whatever, I kept saying, know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? So she told me to try to be mindful of that, and I just caught myself about to go into it. Yeah. And it would have been another 57, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I, I, don't, I mean, we all have our vocal yeah, crutches. But, nah, that's that's not just a verbal crutch, but, like, when I'm passionate. And yeah. I'm passionate about talking about Michael Donald because he's one of the better comedians, excuse me, from the area. So Mike is going to be something special. I'm just waiting for him to take that leap. Yeah. Of faith, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it'll it'll work out yeah. eventually. Then Saturday night, uh, I went to Philadelphia. How was that? Uh, great as usual, like finding parking, easiest in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I got lucky, and there was a garage, like, right around the block. But, okay. Because, like... Well, you know, like in Philly, yeah. it's always questionable if you park on the yeah. street. It's like, are you going to get fined or fucking towed? Or or, or is someone going to steal your car? Or are you going to get carjacked? You know what I mean? It's, it's Philly. Philly is. Just be careful where you're at in Philly. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like any city. I mean, Baltimore is the same way. Mm-hmm. There's good spots in Baltimore. Yeah. And there is very bad spots. Yeah. But even in the bad spots, like if you don't make yourself a target like philly don't give a fuck everything's a target in philly if you ain't from that block getting got him good well, in no, baltimore no. if you mind just if you mind yourself in baltimore with the exception of the homeless people coming up to you you're, you're pretty much fine 
Uh, uh, there's a question with, like, Cherry Hill in Baltimore. That's a very questionable spot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, even, like, uh, where the Motor House is yeah. on North Avenue. There's some very questionable spots oh, on I'm, North I Avenue. Know. I've, I've, I've been there. You know, I've been to the Motor House, and I had to park down the street and around the corner. Yeah. You know? And, um, like, I hopped out the car. I, I just walked with that. With that swag and everybody was getting out of my way. And I'm like, all right, cool. This feels cool. Yeah. I feel safe, you know. But in Philly, it's like, because I'm a Giants fan. And it's, they, could, <laughs> they could smell me. Yeah. <laughs> they could smell me out there. So it's like. This guy hates Philly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love the cheesesteak, though. That, that, like, that's my only defense. But I love the cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I went to this place called Strange Loves. Okay. For the uh, Keith uh, 2X showcase. And uh, that that place was crazy. That bar, because it's, it's Philly, so it's an old bar. Yeah. So it's in like, you know, like a row home type yeah. thing. So it's kind of like skinny. But yeah. that, that place was packed wall-to-wall people. Oh, shit. And uh, that, that, that's a good problem to have. But... No, it's mixed. Mixed? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I was very about mixed. to say, are we about to have that Joe Rogan conversation? Oh, uh, yeah. Do I need to become your Joey Diaz? Yo, <laughs> dog. Yo, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, it was, it was very diverse. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. And uh, so the place was packed. And the, so he gets us all together. And the first thing he tells us is like, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. This is a very tough room. And... Uh, Let's say uh, he wasn't really lying about that, yeah. for because uh, there was a couple of comics that had uh, had some issues with that and couldn't get they couldn't get over the hump. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was uh, like the one guy just really took a beating because he laid out a joke or two in the beginning and they didn't really get anything. Then he kind of you could see him like start to unravel. Yeah. Then. Like three minutes, and he's like, "Oh, this is a." He's like, "What do you guys want to talk about?" Oh no! And then, then you know how the rest of it went. Oh, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> no, it was more quiet or talking over him no, more than shit. anything. Yeah, nah, you gotta grab their attention and make them respect you. Yeah, you know. So I, I went up after uh, one of those guys. Yeah, had a rough one. I mean, it happens to everybody. Shit happens. Yeah. And uh, you said, "What's up, faggot?" <laughs> I had a very, I had a very good set. Okay, I had a very good set because it didn't phase me at all. Like you could tell, he was getting rattled. Yeah, like if they they wouldn't laugh at something, it's like, no, fuck this. My yeah. jokes are loaded. Yeah, this just is keep what it I, moving. Yeah, this is what I got to do. Yeah, you find the people in the room that will connect with you. Yeah, then kind of build off them if yeah. you can. Hell yeah. So. Yeah, I had a good. I like. I walked them through that incest bit, oh which I couldn't not believe. They fucking love that. Eh, yeah, but I then mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good joke, Ron. Well, thank you. And but the you know that the black friend joke that yeah. I have that didn't land Lamar. at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's because it's really happening upstairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got to, I got some laughs here and there, yeah. like from the black people in the yeah. room. Like they got it. Yeah. But, like so. What's going on? Here? The white dudes was like, "Motherfuckers telling our secrets." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah baby, that's can't it. Have it. Shit, Lamar's fucking my wife right now. <laughs> so there were like they that one didn't really do anything for me, and I, like one of my dad jokes and my passions joke. They were like, hmm, "What's going on here?" The pull out. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I just love that one so that, much. But <laughs> it's so scary when you tell it, bro. <laughs> It's like, whoo, all right, 
just could either hit and it's golden or this could be like someone's yeah. going to try to knife him on the way out here. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, they're not going to knife him. But someone might say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. whoo, he made it through. He made it through. All right, let's get the fuck out of town. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it was uh, – I was very happy with it. Yeah. The, the crowd liked me. And it was – so that was a good – especially after my last performance in Philly. It was like, eh, not so bad, but like eh. – You're talking about when we went to the uh, – yeah. Yeah, yeah. Philly's funniest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this one I'm very happy with. It's like, all right. Now I feel like I'm starting to get it. <laughs> yeah, I would love to do. I would love to do competitions, but I, I just, I don't know, man. I would love to do them, but I, because I know I'd be better than everybody there. Yeah, well, you just gotta fucking pull the trigger and do it. Sorry. Sorry about that. My uh, <laughs> someone called me. <laughs> yeah, somebody decided to call Ron in the middle of, of me saying why I don't like why I would do competitions. I just don't want to because I don't want to pay to 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 perform at a competition. A competition should be an open call. Yeah, it should be an open call, and whoever wins it all, you're making money hand over fist because people are eating and drinking at these things regardless. I shouldn't have to pay a registration fee. It should be an open call registration. Yeah. That's where these comedy clubs lose, like, actually finding new acts or, or good acts. Because good acts don't feel like we, we should have to pay. I could say if I was still young and naive in comedy, then I would pay. But knowing where I'm at nine years in, they should have an open call. For, for comedians yeah to especially come down an audition especially coming out of th- this pandemic yeah it should definitely be that way because you hear these clubs complaining like oh we're having trouble getting people in well then when you have these fucking contests we yeah. know that you're doing it for money yeah charge maybe at the most five bucks like i get it because 10 you, 10 and 15 at the door yeah at that, because I I do understand you got to pay staff and stuff to have, especially if you're going to have people there. Mm-hmm. But uh, that should be it, because yeah. to me it would make sense. Like, all right, this is an easy win for the club. We get some people in, charge them. You don't make your money at the door. You yeah. make it on the food. Yeah. I don't know. But that's <laughs> that's just me anyway. So like that's that's my whole that's my whole gripe. Like I would love to go do Magoobies. I would love to go do Helium. I would love to go to some of these places, but some of these places are asking a lot. Uh, they're bringers, first of all. I don't like bringer shows. Yeah. I mean, people will roll for me because I've rolled for them. Yeah. You know, that's that's one thing I can honestly say is, is I know that people will roll for me the same way I roll for them. You know, as far as comedians go, they'll yeah. roll. They'll roll. But my my biggest thing is, is like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Because I've seen Mike destroy the the, the one down in Maryland. I'm not going to say which one it is, but the one in Maryland. I saw Mike chill that motherfucking room and didn't even place in the three. Yeah, I I definitely believe that. Didn't even place in the three. And he had the people he was supposed to bring. He had the minimum requirements. And, and I've seen Charles body down there. I've seen you do good. Yeah. At Helium. And it's like, 
what does it take for these comedy clubs to actually say, hey, even if we're not moving them on, we can bring them on for a guest spot here, you know, and be like, listen, I can't pay you but $40 meal comp and two drinks. Yeah. That shows that you actually care about the community in which you're, in which you're trying to... Yeah, or just give them a free mail, especially if it's a local guy. Yeah, Say, all right, yeah. I'll give you a guest spot, and we'll throw you a dinner. Nah, give them $40, because yeah. that's gas. Yeah. You know, that'll fill up that'll fill up the average tank. It only take four hours to get from a... Uh, scam likely motherfuckers. <laughs> they tried to call me. They was like, they're doing a podcast. Nah, like, like $40 will get you, will get you a full tank of gas. That's enough to get you from from Pittsburgh, yeah, to to Philly, you know what I'm saying? So so you fill up, boom, you get to Philly, park your car, da 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 da, do your show, they give you forty dollars. That's enough for you to drive back to Pittsburgh that night. Yeah. Give give comedians an opportunity to 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 actually make a little bit of scratch, even if they're not big. Like like they'll they'll break their necks to. Pulling some of these bigger name comedians and everything like that, but it's like none of these comedians want to build with the smaller guys and and and, and be like, listen, man, I I I I, I, see, I every time I see you, you know, you got good sets, da 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 da. Come open up for me for like two or three shows, you know. I, here's my here's my weekends. You give me your veils and I'll I'll slide you a little something. Yeah, you know, like. You hear you hear about it from from like Rogan says, yeah, I'll put people on the road with me, or or you, you know, Joe Joey Diaz is known to do that. You know, uh, like some of these guys, like they're like bam, 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 bam. I'm, like the guys around here deserve an opportunity, but there's nobody here to offer it to them. And then when they do show up here. They don't throw something to one of their friends that was here the whole time. Yeah. You know, like that, that hurts, man. That hurts. Like we've been champion. Well, I'm not saying we, cause like I, I, I just showed a man respect, but Shane Gillis has been championed by some of the other comedians here. It would be nice for Shane to be like, yo dog, like hop on this show. You know what I mean? Like, come here. Let me let me let me put a hundred in your pocket tonight. Do ten. Yeah. You know? It would be nice to see that. It, and and I get tired of I get tired of seeing people that come from this city, with the exception of a few, once they make it out of this city, they shit on the city. And then the city doesn't have love for them anymore. Yeah. But then when they come home, everyone's like, oh, you still the you still the man, da 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 da. It's you're not the man to me. You're not the man to me. Yeah. You know, I I, I had a show, I had a, I, I did have uh one show this weekend. I did the open mic at uh Mickey's Black Box and Lidditz. Okay. All that right. place is phenomenal. Yeah. Is that that's a new place, right? Yeah. Okay. That place is phenomenal. I did the open mic after though, and wound up being the last guy on the open mic. I guess because I I had made waves or whatever, because I thought that I, by me me showing up for the show, I was supposed to get in free. Like that's what was that's what was said to me. Maybe I misread it in my my, 
my brain probably thought of it wrong. So I'm trying to get in there and they telling me I can't go in. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm supposed to be doing a promotional video for you guys right after this show during the open mic. And the, the, the lady at the door was like, no, no, um, that's not happening. I'm like, lady, I should be on a guest list. There's no guest list. So I'm like, yo, this is bullshit. Hold on. Like, I, I'm, I'm talking to the man that put all this together for the night. You know, like. I, I was about to get turned into a Karen. Let me speak to your manager. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? Let me compose myself because first of all, I don't know how many black people's out here. So I know I'm definitely outnumbered. Let me uh, let me just hit my man's up. So I hit my man's up. You know what I mean? He's I can hear him in there doing his thing, you know, because he's up on stage. So he comes out, he gets me and he pulls me in and everything like that. And I'm like, I appreciate it, you know. And then um, they didn't. I don't even think they recorded my set for the for the promo. That's that's fucked up. But the place is nice. Yeah, the place is real nice. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. It and, looks like a nice place. And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna be honest. Charles should have headlined that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Charles should have headlined that shit. Charles fucking absolutely went in there and roundhouse the fuck out of that room. Nice. Killed it from beginning to end. He lost him for like a half a second, but he brought him right back. Yeah. He he did his damn thing, and I was proud of him. Then I went to uh I went to this to this Murphy Friends show at Lancaster on Saturday. Okay, yeah. I was thoroughly surprised. There was some hiccups about the show, but I was thoroughly surprised about what I saw, and it wound up being a great show. I watched Eddie Daniels do an hour. And it was a good hour. Yeah. It was solid. It was solid. I watched Charles do about a, a half an hour before him. I watched Corey Moore do a solid, like, I think 17. I watched Kirsten do about a solid 12. I watched Dom do a solid 10. I was thoroughly surprised at some of these young comics, you know? So it was a great show. I hung out, chilled with everybody, busted up with them. Then I had to get out of there because me and Lancaster really don't click like that. Yeah. Like, like it's not, it's not, there's a story about me and Lancaster almost getting shot by the cops back in uh, 2002 and I'm always nervous about where I'm at in Lancaster you know what I mean I'm always aware of my surroundings out there and I went to the bathroom and I came back and I started seeing some pagans I know they don't interact with black people they really I'm, I'm not really they you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they don't. Yeah, I mean, pagans normally aren't known for being nice guys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm like, look, before one of us bump into each other drunk, and it'd be a whole scene. Let me go back over to the comedy side, and I'm getting out of here. So I dapped everybody up because I used to be in a biker gang back in the day, and. We weren't too fond of pagans or hell's angels. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. You know? 
but like I didn't know any of them. Like I just hopped in. Yeah. And because I was good at uh, you know, being a a, a trans trans. What's what's the dude? I was Chet Chelios. I was a good transporter. Let me just put it like that. Okay. You give me a package, and I can get it to anywhere within at the reasonable hour. You know what I mean? So, I just felt uneasy about being around Peggins. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I, I rolled out. But I told everybody I had a good set. I let them know I was proud of them. You know, uh, the way was there. It's, it's always fun uh, busting it up with the way. You know, even though he's praying on my downfall. <laughs> I don't know why he wants me to have a downfall. I ain't, I ain't nobody yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say that sounds like a decent show, except that it was 45 minutes too long. What? Yeah, yeah. That was the one thing. Yeah, because once you said, like, Eddie well, did an hour. Well, see, Charles almost well, see, a half hour. Is like, well, see, Charles came in and crashed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, there's something going down in my backyard, and I ain't in. He almost, he almost, there's a, if, I don't care. If it goes down, he, he can't, he can't get to New York, but in Lancaster. Yeah. You know? I don't care if a show goes down. I went in. <laughs> You know, I don't care who's on the flyer. Yeah. So he came in and he did his thing, though. He came in and he did, he did his thing. But but everybody up to the what's name was a it was it was a good show. Yeah, good. Now I wouldn't have did. I'm not doing the whole hour when I headline there in May. I'm probably doing forty minutes, and then I'm the fuck out of there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm doing forty. I don't care if the spirit, the Holy Ghost, hits me, and it's like you're killing. Keep going. I'm not. I'm not. You're getting what you're getting. I'm, I'm, I'm treating you, you're kneeing me, Ron. You're kicking my knee. Oh, I got bad knees, bro. <laughs> Every time you do it, I feel like, like <laughs> the arthritis tingle hits. I'm like, ah. But I'm only going to do 40 minutes when I do that, man. I'm okay. Not, I'm not doing more than 40. I might do 45 if I'm feeling good. But, like, there's no way I'm doing an hour. Even yeah. even if I even if I go in and I do half crowd work and then half my material, yeah, I'm only doing forty minutes. I'm setting my phone up yeah. to to for the alarm to go off in forty minutes, and when my alarm goes off, yeah, it's like uh, on a, one of these podcasts recently uh, with Segura. Yeah, they they were talking about that, and like Segura made this comment. He's like. It's like the one thing that I've noticed is, uh, you know, when you're doing an hour, he said, if you tell the audience, like, right before you get to that 60-minute mark, like, hey, you know, I'm getting ready to wrap up. I'm having a good time. You know, this has been great. You do a little bit of that, start to close up. Yeah. Uh, he says, then the show normally is like people are like, all right. It, like, gives them one last yeah. bit of, like, all right, we can do it. You're almost done. Yeah. But then he said he's found if he goes over an hour, then he does that. He said he, he, you can tell a noticeable difference in the audience. The yeah. audience is more like, all right, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just it's funny how finicky audiences are and like time and shit like that. Yeah. It's just when you mention time. Yeah. Well, hey, since we're talking about uh, things that are fucked up, let's talk about Will Smith. All right. Him and his uh, bitch slap of fucking Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have my opinion on it, which is, uh, 
You know, he's just an insecure swinger. I wouldn't say he's an insecure swinger. My thing is, is um, see, my wife told me, my wife told me to start looking at some of the videos. All right, my wife told me to start looking at certain videos. So she, so she, so she told me about it. So I started digging in deeper, as uh, to find out, you know, the arc behind the slap. Chris Rock has been going at the Smith family during these award shows for a while now. Yeah, but they they deserve it though too. I mean, and. Yeah, but no. Okay, because Will Smith just had probably one of the worst years of his life with this whole uh, with the whole shit with his wife. You know what I'm saying? No, Bruh. I I don't I don't buy that you, shit. Listen, because, hey, wait, hold on. I, I don't mean to tell your conversation. We we actually recording a podcast. Huh? We're we're recording our podcast. Oh, <laughs> nah, you good, fam? <laughs> All right, so call your shit. Well, it was like, uh, because it's been well known for a long time that they have had an open marriage. Yay. And, uh, and knowing about them too. And, but see, we also don't know if they shut that window for the open marriage. It's been, it, it was discussed. Well, well, I would say probably, I bet you during the, or, or even the, or even what's the limitations on the open but marriage? What I'm saying is, it's just insecurity and his his ego, and I think the other problem they have they're so, because they have a shit ton of money, and people like that get very isolated. It's the same thing with Kanye because he's surrounded by all that money, and you have all these people around you that just say yes mm-hmm. and give in to all your fucking demands mm-hmm. and shit like that. Well, see, here, here's the thing, though. We honestly don't know their day to day. We only know what we know about them. We but, do. We but, do. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm but sorry. But here's, here's what I'm saying, though, is Chris Rock has been attacking the Smith family since, like, 2012. He's always got a snide remark to say about one of them. Okay. Uh, is Will Smith and Jada Smith public figures? Yeah. Is Chris Rock a comedian? Yeah. It's all fair game. It's it's all fair game, but at the same time, it's like there's other people you could be going after. It, you could, and they also and they also issued him a public cease and desist against mentioning them. Like leave us be. We ain't never said nothing bad about you. Well, I uh, see. I don't feel bad for but, him, but I do because I do, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because every time a black man gets up at one of these award shows. He kind of has to shuck and jive for the for the white man behind the scenes, so it's it's always been that attack from 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 Chris Rock against Will Smith. Now now, I think that this smack was just the the straw breaking the bat over years of having to hear Chris Rock talk shit on your wife, your kids, f- from Letterman to all the late nights and the award shows. Chris Rock has always said something, and and and, and trust me. I stand with Chris Rock because I think this is going to open up a whole a whole floodgate for possibly comedians being attacked on stage now. Yeah. Especially a guy like myself who does crowd work. Yeah. Yeah, that that is one another scary now, aspect of it. Yeah, but I'm not scared because guess what? I throw hands too. And I have no problem with taking someone to the fucking ground and pounding their face in and, and biting a piece of their cheek well, off well, like Mike that's Tyson. That's the other that's the flip side to it though. Like yeah, it happened there at yeah, the Oscars, yeah. which is dumb, 
what's going to happen at like a small comedy club in say fucking Indiana? It'll what's be gonna, it'll be fucking ugly. It'll be real yeah, ugly. It's, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. By Will Smith, by Will Smith smacking Chris Rock on stage. I'm not saying you opened up a floodgate of this shit, but what I will say is you made it more likely. Now it has happened in the past. Well, it what, has happened in the past. What about where, Jay, Jay Okerson? Yeah, that's be. what I'm saying. The Jay Okerson incident, uh, the, 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 the Karen shutting, trying to shut down Atheon Crockett, this recent shit that just happened in California uh, prior to the Oscars, where the guy pulled the gun and Mike Tyson just sat there. Did you know about that? Oh, yeah, and there's that, that was, that's a setup. That wasn't no setup. That that was a setup. That was not a setup. If you look at the yeah, because that it's, man pulled a gun on security. It, it's a, because it's in L.A. It, the guy was and it's known that the guy was trying to film a video like a TikTok. Yeah, video. he was trying to, but he but see here's here's what happened. He was trying to film a TikTok. He he wanted to go viral because Mike Tyson was in the building and Mike Tyson's a couple rolls back, so he's in there trying to film a TikTok while someone's on stage trying to. You have people, these phones that we carry around are, are the most dangerous thing because that dude was a clout chaser. Yeah. He was a clout chaser. And, and when they said, security, get him out of here because he's in there antagon- antagonizing Mike Tyson. And and we don't really know what Mike's going to do. Mike is now back in fighting shape pretty much for an old man. We can't have something like that happen here. So the, so security comes over and was like, yo, you got to go. You have to go. The dude was like, yo, I'm just bullshitting, da-da-da-da-da. Mike don't really want to fight me. He was like, bro, you have to go. You're inebriated. You're too fucked up. So he starts moving the guy along, and I guess he must have moved the guy's ego a little too far to the left, and the guy turned around and cocked the fucking handgun and said, I'll fucking shoot you in the face. I'm here trying to... Talk da 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 da, and Mike Tyson's right there. So then he goes, so you know, and Mike Tyson never moved. Mike Tyson is a fucking G, bro. Mike Tyson never moves during this whole incident. Then Mike Tyson tells the guy, Come here. The guy comes over to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson hugs him, and he's like, You need to leave. The dude says what he says to Mike Tyson, and then he leaves, and he turns to the security guard. I could still shoot you in the fucking face. But because Mike Tyson, da-da-da-da-da, had that would have been any other celebrity in that moment, who knows what the fuck would have happened. Yeah, it, but, but it was not a work. It, it was a it work. Was it was not a work, bro. It, it, it's in L.A. It's. Do you realize how bad L.A. has gotten? Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's bad. But it's still, there are people, because you can, you can see it with celebrities. That work, bro. If, if you notice, too, with celebrities, I mean, it could be... But just in celebrities in general, if you notice, a lot of times when things happen to celebrities, it's normally when some something's getting ready to come out, or they have like some does, movie. What does Mike Tyson have getting ready to come out? Well, I, maybe it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not about Mike Tyson. It's about that other guy. He's just trying to get some fame. That's it. That, uh, yeah, that other guy was shooting for clout, but he ain't got nothing coming out. He was a fucking. A regular nigga. He was a regular dude from uh, the street. Uh, I don't. I just. I still don't believe that he was going to do anything. It just. It just seems too. It just seems too perfect. And it wasn't too perfect. That was a fucked up situation. No, I mean, like that guy knows Mike is going there. And he don't know Mike is going there. Mike just happened to be there. 
I'm telling. That's uh, okay. Well, that, we're getting too far off track, though. Let's, no, I'm. I'm just. Be, I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, you gotta have the awareness to know that when a celebrity shows up at a spot, it gets crazy. And I've been around a lot of celebrities, and I watched it get crazy. Yeah, and it's it's even worse now in places like L.A. and New York yeah, and, because and, everybody wants you know either yeah, the fucking and now everyone has a phone and they can try to run up to you and, and do the shit, but you don't know who, you don't know that person that comes up. You don't know their mental because there's, yeah, there's you, more right. mental there's more mental issues since we had the lockdown, especially in the big city areas where where crimes are starting to go up and shit. That was that was that was a dude who probably walks around with a gun all day because he fucking nuts. Goes to a comedy club to try to blow off steam, and it just so happened Mike Tyson is dead. He gets a little drunk, and he's like, yo, I could fight Mike Tyson. That shit happens all the time. So I hung around boxers. Oh, yeah. And when I know, they see it's... boxers at a bar, and the boxers sitting there drinking water, just having a good time, people coming up, yo, champ, doing the jabs and shit, and, 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 and the dude. And I still, I still never understand and, that. But see, that's that's the thing. I know. Uh, no, Ron, I, I laugh. As but. a comedian, how many times do people come up to you, try to tell you a joke, and say, "Hey, you can use that"? Oh, yeah, it fucking happens all the time. The same thing happens to boxers, or the same thing happens to football players. Oh, yeah. The oh, same yeah. thing happens to, to to anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. you, know you, you hear stories about that all the time with yeah. MMA fighters. Yeah, it's like, why in the fuck would you even approach a guy like that? Why so would I would have fight why, you. Why would you sit there in a comedy club while a comedian's on stage and immediately go on TikTok and say, "Hey"? I want to fight Mike Tyson. I want to fight Mike Tyson. Because Clearly all- drunk out of your mind. Clearly drunk because when, when the security started pushing him, the dude was already like stumbling. But there's also the other level. It's all about likes. And that guy, he does. it's all about getting likes. And you can use that same approach too but now, but with see, the Smiths. But see, here's the thing. He can't, even, he can't even submit that video to TikTok because he just pulled a gun. Yeah, in but, Los but he still got what he wanted. He still made. He the got press. what he wanted because TMZ and everything ran up. But it, but guess what? Now LA LA police is looking for this nut 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 ball. Yeah, and that's that's his that's his fucking fault. But you hear you hear that shit all the time with TikTokers. Like they do dumb shit. It's like oh, I didn't know this. It's like yeah, what the fuck? Like that. I think those two people that spent the night at Target. Well, there you got the Target. Or how about the guy that crashed the plane? I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, that dumbass. The guy is a TikToker or something. Yeah. He gets a fucking airplane. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, he, like, turns off the... He's like, oh, no, the plane is crashing. I'm going to jump. And so he just leaves the plane, jumps, and the plane crashes. And he, you know, they had this video, like, oh, no. And, he like... He killed somebody. Yeah, well, I think now he's being charged because they're like... Yeah, uh, it's reckless endangerment of the public. Yeah, because it, pilots have come forth and said, even if you lose all engine failure, you don't jump out of the plane. You yeah. can still guide it down. Yeah, you, 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 you pull back on the flaps, you drop the, you drop the thing, you pull something out, and you pull back. You don't abandon ship and like, eh, <laughs> like a fucking video. Yeah. But again, going back to the Smiths, I mean, like the yeah. whole thing with like their, that stupid red table talk shit. Yeah. They have... it's. They're just in a place where they just got so much money, and it's just about prom- trying to promote yourself. And they're always like, "Oh, we're in open in open marriage." And I'm but sure they haven't talked about having an open marriage since before the red table talk. But what I'm saying is that eventually, even if, like if they stop during the pandemic, which yeah. is a good possibility. Yeah, I mean, who wants to go out there yeah. and fucking get COVID? But he's just 
that's just a a problem of just but what somebody but always what saying yes. But to what you. I'm saying is, Ron, you you run you run shows. If someone keeps antagonizing you on getting on a show, well, now eventually, and, eventually you're going to get to the point where you're like, "Fucking shit, goddamn it!" Well, yeah. If you're in a public figure like Will Smith, yeah, stop being a bitch, and you have to accept that people are going to shit on you constantly. Yeah. That's part of the yeah. gig. That is part of the gig, and he said that he said that in his acceptance speech, and what he did was wrong. And, but but who knows what his breaking point was because maybe he I, look here's here's my take on it it wasn't that bad of a joke but it was a straw that broke the camel's back because when my wife told me to go back and start watching those videos and I started watching those videos I could see where after years and years and years of years of you get tired of being bullied even if, if even if it's just a joke even if it's just a joke, if they're constantly the target, you're going to get tired of it. If, 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 Ron, if someone kept telling a joke, like every time you walked into a room, someone kept telling a joke about you, and you keep hearing this thing, you keep hearing these jokes, you're going to go up and be like, yo, why the fuck are you always bagging on me, right? But at the same time, it, that is part, it's part of his fault, too, because he... He uh, enabled the whole fucking red table talk getting on there. But it wasn't crying. just the red table talk. Ron, this has been going on before the red table yeah, talk discussion. But as a celebrity. But, that, but Ron, this has been going on since before the whole red table. I'm talking about years before the red table talk. There's about 15 videos of Chris Rock talking shit on Will Smith and his family and his kids. And once again, they're still public figures. And he's yes, a fucking comedian. Yes, they're still public figures. But here's the thing. If, if, if you... Make it as a comedian, right? And there's another comedian that's out there, or or, or 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 you start rolling with some of these celebrities and everything like that, and one of them is constantly talking shit about you. Are you not going to approach him? Uh, it depends on the it situation. It happened. They approached. They approached Chris Rock and said, "Leave us alone." He did it. It boils over. You can only take so much abuse before you fucking snap and do something, and that's what happened. Now, 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 because because at first I was like, yo, da, 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 uh, Will Smith in the wrong. They both in the wrong. Chris Rock for 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 for, for doing the stupid shit that that people always want to see black people do, which is black on black attacks. Regardless, it always happens. And, and I'm not saying it's coming from everybody, but with media, they love that shit. The media loves that shit. And it's constantly been happening. And I sat there before, before, before I even came out. I sat there for about a good 30 minutes and I was watching these videos of Chris Rock talking shit on fucking Will Smith and his family before the Red Table Talk. Now, the Red Table Talk really made Will look stupid because she had an entanglement with a fucking child. That's rape. That's raped. She basically raped the fucking child. Now, the Golden Globes, this is two years after the table talk, because remember, that was at the beginning of the pandemic. So this is two years after that red table talk incident. Chris Rock came out, made one joke too many. Will, being the man that he is, decided it was time to do something about it because they asked him and sent him a cease and desist about. Now, you can be a public figure, but you can also say, yo, cease and desist. Is getting to the point where it's affecting me mentally. If I put a cease and desist on you, Ron, you would have to stop doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? 
That's what they that's what they did. Chris Rock didn't abide by the cease and desist. So he made one too many jokes. And Will Smith decided to be the man to protect his to and he and he also probably had a snap in his sanity. Yeah, I think it's his sanity because he had a snap in his sanity, but he also is not going to sit there and take abuse. But at the same time, he he's asking for it because the way that he's he not asking for it, the way, the way he presents himself and the way she presents herself and the way his kids do, they they open themselves up to it. Yeah, they open themselves up to it. But if you have a cease and desist on you and you and you continuously still do it, you're now in the fault. And that smack was warranted. Will Smith just reminds me of a guy. No one says anything about. No one says anything about Chris Rock's kids. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Well, but yeah, but he could, in the public eye. He easily could, though. I mean, Will he Smith. could, but but he's taking the high road. What? No, because Will Smith that did that terrible stand up set. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, but so did Brendan Schaub. So did a million other people. Yeah, well. You know, I so think, did a million other people. I would prefer though if Brandon Schaub quit comedy and Will Smith took his place. Well, see, then it wasn't really that bad. Well, I mean, see, here's my thing. <laughs> here's my thing. As a comedian, anybody has the balls to get on that stage automatically. I don't care how bad you are. You have more balls than a lot of people, and trust me, we have bad comics in every fucking aspect of this scene. Yeah. The fact that these people were willing to actually get up there and expose themselves to, to show what makes them laugh, I respect that. Even that crazy dude filled with the fucking murderous leather coat and intent and the bow cut, he looks like Fat Dylan Roof. That kid still got enough balls to get up on that stage and try to make people laugh. Now, he makes people cringe and want to run, run for the hills, but... Well, the difference though with the with the Will Smith set, Neil Brennan and Dave Chappelle wrote those jokes for no. Will. Okay, well, yeah. so his delivery was bad. Yeah, I mean, because if Will Smith and Neil Brennan wrote me some shit, I'm pretty sure I'd excel at it. Why? Because I've been doing it for nine years. Will Smith, it was on his bucket list. Yeah, you but, know, Brennan Shaw really wants to be a comedian, and he's writing bad comedy. Yeah. He just reminds me of, like, a guy in a swing club. Like, you can fuck my wife in the ass. You can fuck her in the mouth. But you know what? If you kiss her, it's too personal. Well, which is, well that's, the, that's the rules. Yeah, but That's the, the rules. I know, but it's the most ignorant thing to say. It's, it's just, it makes me laugh. That's <laughs> the rules and the guideline. My, my, the, the biggest thing that I'm taking from this is this was a black guy on black excellence. Because this is the first time that the Oscars was actually given over for black people to run it. It was an all-black production. It was a black director. Chris Rock has been attacking Will Smith and his family for years at these award shows. And, and at these late night shows. He's always had some kind of snide remark to say. The kettle just, it, it boiled over. And that's what and that's what everyone saw. That's what everyone saw last night. And for the people that didn't see it and woke up to it on the social media and everything like that, that's what they all saw. Yeah. And uh, before we get out of here, though, yeah, I mean they're lucky that that actually happened. Chris Rock didn't press charges. Well, I mean they're lucky the whole event happened because other than that, no one would have known that the Oscars was going on because I had no idea it was even fucking going on. When was the last time you watched the Oscars? Yeah, exactly. I ain't watched the Oscars since I was a little kid, and I think fucking. 
uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. What's the name one for Mrs. Doubtfire? Robin Williams, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but 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 what I'm saying is what I'm saying is man is 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 this could possibly be uh, a open. Because people are, people are more daring now after the pandemic. They're like, oh, I survived the pandemic. So comedians might be attackable now. Comedy is now 100% officially dangerous because you, you can either get canceled or you can get, or you can get attacked on stage. Well, I, actually, rock is still most dangerous because they're, uh, I'm not sure if you remember, like a few years ago, it might have been five years now, the... Uh, that one guy ran up on stage and shot Diamond Di- Dimebag. Yeah, Dimebag Daryl. Yeah, for shot Pantera. him. Yeah, yeah. Fucking clapped him in his chest and his face. Yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. But 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 see, that's the, but but that's the kind of music they made. Comedy is supposed to be different. But what I'm saying is saying it doesn't even have to do with the music. It's like I hope but it, it does. I, I hope that, that dude, one day it doesn't turn to that. That which, dude that shot Dimebag Daryl said that Pantera's music was making him do this shit. Yeah, but yeah, look at John, the John Lennon got killed. Yeah, because the music was making that guy want to kill John Lennon and the dogs and the dogs. Totally. That's Summer of Sam. Yeah, but this guy had the dogs too. Probably. All all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, is what we saw last night was a culmination of Chris Rock, low hanging fruit, Will Smith and his family, and it's only so much that you that that you're going to take before you have to defend your family. And, 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 and what should have happened was years ago, what should have happened was Chris Rock should have pulled fucking, I mean, uh, Will Smith should have pulled Chris Rock to the side and said, come on, bro. Come on, bro. You're doing exactly what they want us to do. You're, you're yeah. doing exactly what they want us to you're, you're filling up the tabloids with this bullshit. I would have. Come on, bro. He, he should have pulled Jada aside and said, you need to stop no, no, this fucking Red Table I'm, talk this shit. This is before Red Table, Ron. You're not but, listening to what I'm saying. This, this has been years Red Table came about because of the pandemic, but because there was nothing for them to do. So they created Red Table Talk. What I'm talking about, Ron, is the, is the six or seven years prior to the Red Table Talk. Chris Rock has always been shooting jabs at the Smith family. And I get it. They're public and everything like that. But but this is what I'm saying. When, when, when you see me and other black men out here, you see a camaraderie, right? Because we squash all the bullshit with us behind closed doors. What Will Smith should have did was pull Chris Rock to the side and smash that shit behind closed doors so we wouldn't have had to, it wouldn't have got to this bubble over point and we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Because what you, what you witnessed was black excellence crumble under pressure. And that's one thing that as a black man in America, sorry to have to say it, but as a black man in America, I have to show that I'm, I'm more excellent than every counterpart that I encounter throughout life. You know how many times I, you know how many times I gotta deal with racism driving my truck around? Oh, I know. And you know what I'm saying? A lot, I'm sure. But I still have to. I still have to be excellent and black and stand there and take that shit and berate that shit. And when I get into my truck and I'm riding down the road, I'm slamming my hand on the fucking horn because it's berating to me. Now I could easily go back because I remember the addresses of these people and go back and do some shit that could land me in jail or or even worse, get me killed. But I choose not to. So what Will Smith should have did was not slap Chris Rock on stage that night. Because now he's got the whole world talking and, and every time I get on social media, all I can see is black people clowning other black people when, when we don't lift up enough black people as it is because we barely get we barely get chances 
at these award shows and everything. Hattie McDaniel was the first black Oscar winner and couldn't even attend the Oscars because of Jim Crow and racism and all that. Yeah. So, so, so we've come so far, but shit like this sets us back every time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to say from my standpoint, I mean, we can agree to disagree. Yeah, we can fine. agree to disagree. That's what, but no, that's, I, I understand that's where you're coming. That's why I'm loving the fact that me and you have a podcast because yeah. we look at it from each other's perspectives. Yeah, and, and I'm not, and I'm not going to sit here as a white guy and say, "Well, you don't know about blackness." You yeah, know, yeah, you know, yeah. Damien, if you don't like Ron Kane, you ain't black. <laughs> <laughs> yo! <laughs> and on that note, yo, this is the DNR podcast. I've been Damien Robinson. I'm Ron Kane. Peace. Peace.